Hi, I'm Connor Trenier, and this is the Shuttlepod Show. Um, so when did you do the drag act? Well, that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's tonight. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. I've got All a show. this college stuff. Uh, <laughs> when did RuPaul <laughs> You, my dear. <laughs> Come walk with me. everyone welcome to another episode of shuttle pod show today we have very special guest our very own connor trenier today we'll be answering your fan questions doing some trivia finding ourselves on dominic's remote island right (laughs) (laughs) oh god and much more as always it's not as remote (laughs) (laughs) as always our patreon members get a full extended version of this episode i'm erica larose and now for our host Dominic Keating and our guest host Mark Cartier. Oh wow! Well, hello. Uh, so I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. Uh, I was, <laughs> Inappropriate I, I, question uh, number one. Hang on a sec. No. Got to finish cleaning my uh, face. Pistons nice. Here. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is our great honour. Um, Due to cancellation. <laughs> we kid. <laughs> we kid. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. It's we've, true. Been, uh, we've been planning this for a long time. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, uh, my dear friend of 20 plus years, um, my complete acting coach, my, you know, best buddy on set, um, to hardly know him. It's to know him really well. <laughs> and trust me, you hardly know him at all. Well put. But we're gonna get we're gonna get to know him a little better today. Um Connor, God bless you, mate. Uh, I love you, man. Yeah. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm a babe in the woods at 54 as Slip of the 19th. Oh, yeah. Lord. Happy yeah. birthday. It was Sunday, right? Wasn't that? Mm-hmm. Did you have a nice day? I did. My parents came into town. Yeah. And um, we did a little brunch. I got the most extraordinary gift. I, I wish I'd brought it. But um, my brother has... But you weren't going to share, huh? No, no. <laughs> it's a lot of candy. Uh, my brother has um, purchased one of those big... Uh, like studio size printers and he gave me uh it's he and i i must be five and he's seven and we're on the beach we both got like you know beach hats on i don't think i've got all my teeth and we're just like a couple of ragamuffins you know ready to to create havoc and i I, you know it um is this up around that area uh, where where we were no we we would do a lot of camping on the coast right. we'd a lot of camping my whole life uh growing up was you know i was at the time before around then my mom began teaching but at the time my dad was the only um he was the only one working and he was a teacher and as we all know the teachers make no money so you know yeah. one camping was a big thing for us two camping was probably really affordable and we did that God, it's all I remember doing. And you've done that with your son now quite a bit, haven't you? Jasper, We've done and some you go camping. Yeah. I, I, now, now that he's gotten older and wants to uh, hang fish, out with dad a bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we've done a uh, um, we, we've done a couple. We'll do much, much more. Um, sort of exploring. Yeah. I mean, what a great place we live in. Yeah. You know, California, oh, Southern yeah. California. Mm-hmm. The places you can go and yeah. 
um, within a five hour drive, you're in yeah. a whole different world. And you can surf in the morning and ski in the afternoon here. Yeah. yeah. I have done that. Yeah. Have you? Have you? I have. Really? Well, I've done fun. Big Bear and gone, and gone down. I haven't done the, the three to do is to play nine holes at Roosevelt Golf Course okay. at, at dawn. Yeah. Drive to Big Bear and get on the slopes and then go down to the surf and get in the for water sunset. for sunset. I've not done those three, but I've done two of them. Yeah. It's well, the uh, SoCal. That's all we got time for. It's the SoCal. <laughs> it's the SoCal triathlon. I have to go. Yeah. <laughs> I got my wetsuit right here. So uh, uh, I, I had a question about your camping because I, I grew up a Boy Scout and like camping for me was going into the woods with gear and not coming out for like a week. Uh, when you were camping, were you out of the back of a truck? Were you in like uh, going uh, into the woods and staying there for four days at a time? We would camp for a long time. Yeah. We would camp for, you know, a week at a time. And then we, when I was nine we bought this volkswagen bus the westphalia the pop you top a volkswagen bus yeah oh, that's, my whole, that's how oh, i learned wow. how to drive really you learned how to drive us? yeah no, i can great. drive anything then that's fun what color <laughs> oh, was Lord. it pea green nice pea green. oh the perfect color and then once we had that of course that was the the lap of luxury but prior to that it was you know it was a it was a old no, school three kids and, and mom and dad in yeah. that bus it's not that no big buses and oh no we, and we you're not small people we packed that in yeah uh, <laughs> like sardines you know my brother and i would be in the pop top uh my parents were in the um back seat that folded out to a bed uh-huh. and and my sister poor thing there was there was a there was a setup with the with the volkswagen <laughs> westphalia was that you know there was a hammock you could set across the front seats right. and so she'd sleep in that and but there was so a fridge cool. a stove there was red yeah it was amazing yeah, but prior to that, one, right? Yes, she, yeah, Megan. Yeah, yeah. Megan. Prior to that, we were in one of those old school Coleman tents where if it rained, you couldn't touch the side. Oh. Because if you touch the side, it would yeah. make a hole. The, you know, so you're terrified of, um, you know, if it was raining. And being in Washington, it was it always was raining. raining. <laughs> uh, and I remember just sort of like, you know, don't touch the side of the tent because <laughs> all the water will come in. Did tell you some horror story? Or they actually tell you that it was water. Like, oh, oh no, they said. I mean, that, that was a real thing. Like, you know, the the fabric that they used back then. I don't know what it was, but you so know, the, the oils the, from the, your hand, right? Uh, it must have been yeah. that you, if you touched it, that um, it would create a hole, and then you were to blame for everybody's misery. Miserable. What was that wash? <laughs> right. You said well, you used to go camping too, but no tent. <laughs> but you, but you got an odd rash. <laughs> Walsh has got, a, got nasty a rash. rash. I'm sorry. He got his rash at Dominic's house. He, oh. No. 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 Or was it pre-Dominic's house? Uh, Did you nurse him back to my house? I, have I to must say. Have post friends. house. Yeah. I think he's lonely. Uh, where's his, um, his where's uniform? His uniform? Uh, oh, where is his uniform? Chris has it. Chris, why is his, you know, why is why is Wash bare? Oh, because it's been raining, and he, uh, Wash has been out enjoying the rain. Yeah. Do you need help? Here. We, I tell you, we have it's had some, again. Uh, some Kelso weather here lately. <laughs> we sure have. Um, it's never stopped raining. So you picked that up. I got I'll, photos of the I'll, flooded I'll, I'll uh, streets this morning. Oh, bless Nobody him. look. Nobody look. Nobody look. <laughs> uh, while we're dressing wash, I just want to thank the lovely Bernadette Lyons. Thank you for sending me this lovely book. Yeah. Bernadette. Um, the last loyalty. Ooh. Very sweet of you. And also, uh, lovely Jean sent me three lovely books, uh, all of which I know, and I particularly want to read the Museum of Extraordinary Things. So, um, and the Night Circus here too. So, thank you, Jean, very much, my dear. Um, 
Uh, where were we? Oh, yes, Connor Trenier. Right. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Camping. So uh, you grew up in Walla Walla. Well, I was born there. Born there, but, yeah. but mostly then grew up in Kelso. Yes, my my father was a counselor at the state penitentiary in Walla Walla. My dad was a counselor at the state pen in Walla wow. Walla, and uh, I was born there. My sister was born there, and uh, I remember that my brother and I got our hair cut at the penitentiary from a guy I think who was, well, Dad, you might be able to, um, was he just clippers? <laughs> but he was doing their life for murder. But he was the barber, you know. And my, we got our hair cut and and no uh, shave, <laughs> no, no, no straight razor, <laughs> safety razor. Uh, my, uh, there's a story that uh, there was somewhat of a riot or something. One of the guys, one of the people that he he, he worked with uh, as a patient, um, had gotten up into the watchtower, and my dad being my dad um was like i'm gonna go talk to him and uh he got as high as he could and to get to the watchtower he needed this guy's help to get up there Mm. and i guess this guy was not in very good uh, shape obviously having gotten himself up there and i don't know um i don't know if he had a weapon or not but you know he grabbed my dad's hand and pulled him up into the thing and Mm. they they talked it through and I think he sort of talked him out of it. But I, around that time, I think my mom said, you're not doing this anymore, Mike. <laughs> and uh, we moved to the Tri-Cities, uh, Richland, Pasco, and Kennewick. And that was between four and eight, five and eight. And that was, you could not have had a more all-American childhood than that i we were a, a quaker family living in a mormon neighborhood you know <laughs> b- b- behind us there were 12 kids to the left of us there were nine the oldest was nine wow you know all wow. down probably like three or four block radius was just an army of kids and we all had bikes and we you could be out all hours yeah oh you know you'd Isn't eat breakfast and be like see you mom and then yeah. you come back at the yeah. end of the day yeah. and um we, I, I pity children today that not ha- not having that oh experience. My I, yeah, I grew up you like know? that in Minnesota. Go, yeah, leave, dad would go to work before the sun would come up, and then come home late from work, and it would be me and my sister yeah. at five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, you know? you know, and and at least in this neighborhood, every home was open. Yeah, you know, oh, if, yeah. You, if you needed water, or a cup of Kool Aid, or, or if you wanted a, a box of raisins, go to the yeah. neighbor's house. Exactly, yeah. you know, there was it was there was it was an open door policy and. Um, it was great. And then we took the... the but no likes. So yeah. No, no, yeah. no cordless phones. So there's that. There's that. <laughs> you know, and I, I got myself into um, all kinds of trouble that you should do when you're a kid. And uh, my mother never knew about it. I've, I've, I've given her sort of time-released information as the years have gone by. And, and she's always like, I really don't need to hear this. <laughs> uh, Were you ever arrested? I was Ooh. not arrested, but I ran. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were too fat as, uh-huh. as a kid or? oh yeah, yeah. You, were, uh, you were pretty sporty weren't you yeah i um really when we moved to kelso which was so we'd taken this when i was like eight and a half my parents decided to uh take a sabbatical from their work and we were going to go to europe for a year and it t- this is like 1979 Oh, and, the year I was born. Uh, 
And I'm leaving. <laughs> realized I wasn't alive. Uh, oh, f- you weren't even alive. Were you? Yeah, you're the only I'm not talking about this here. anymore. Then. Yeah. Uh, and and they wanted to go to Europe for a year, but it turned out that economically, how, how, this, they, how, were you, how, how were they thinking of financing that? Were they? Well, that was the thing. They were they they sold the house to the neighbor for cash. Mm. He walked in and handed them, you know, I don't know. But in '79, it was like. Maybe twenty seven thousand dollars or something. Yeah. <laughs> Fortune. Yeah, and yeah. they uh, they they bought this pea green Volkswagen bus with a pop top, and decided that because it was going to be probably three months if we made this trip to Europe, that we would do this the United States. So we spent nearly a year, probably ten months, just canvassing. The whole country, oh, wow. in a Volkswagen bus. Wow, was were they because they were homeschooling you, as it were, in, in the, the bus? The, well, so to yeah, speak. Well, pretty yes, they were. Yeah, <laughs> they got permission, I guess, from the state or something. But but it's a big country. It's a big country. Yeah. And we got to Yellowstone, and this is my memory of this. <laughs> so we would have you know dutifully school at the picnic table in the campsite, and for the first few weeks, a show of books. Yeah, we were like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> And then my memory is, is that in Yellowstone, we just took those books and went for a walk and like, and left them, left them there. <laughs> <laughs> so no more school, but I will say that I, 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 I've never learned more in a year um, than I did that year. And then I, in my time, I've known some families that have done that. And I think it's absolutely right. There's nothing like that education. I agree. It really I mean, is. you know, we went to where, um, um, you know, the Nez Perce had their final stand and yeah. we, we went to DC and, and you really saw, you know, the, 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 the halls and the monuments and, and just also getting to know the people in your country. Yeah. yeah. Well, and each other. And, and frankly, each, each other. And yeah. yeah. To have that relationship with your parents, to be yeah. sharing these experiences because it's shared experience. Yeah. And, and, and it sticks. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no TV. No, I mean, I remember I was actually talking to them this weekend about this, that um, we had not a lot, but several like 10, 12 hour drives to get somewhere. Mm. And the <laughs> kinds of entertainment <laughs> that we did was like we each got one piece of bubblicious bubble gum <laughs> and who could last the longest yeah. with um, that one piece, like 11 hours. And you're like, <laughs> 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 But yeah. that kind of fun. Bazooka Joe, baby. Exactly. But yeah. one of the one of the goals of this trip was to find the new place to live. Oh. oh. And uh, it was pretty clear that it wasn't going to be on the East Coast. Um, Boise, Idaho was a possibility. Um, I don't remember another one until we made our full circle back to California. And our last stop before we had to make the run because we were out of money. Right. was in Carpinteria, California. Mm. And I was like... That's not a bad spot. Well, I was like... Yeah. Right? Yeah. Are we good here? Yeah. Let's stay here. <laughs> yeah. And um, really what it came down to is that uh, my mother didn't want to be away from her parents. And my parents had both grown up in Kelso. All right. And so after this amazing trip, we went back to Kelso. Oh yeah, had yeah. to search the world so to go to go to, find to go, home. to go right back home. Yeah, well, yeah. well not a bad thing. And uh, the readjustment period must have been, you know, 
Did, what, did people welcome me back with open arms and it was... Well, that's where the sports sort of story yeah, comes in. Right. Yeah, they did. I mean, you know, we're talking about going home and, and people my parents went to high school with and, you know, people that were friends of both my sets, my parents' sets of parents. And we went into this grocery store that my dad had worked in in high school. And, you know, I, I had done, I played soccer and I just never stopped moving. And... We go to this grocery store my dad worked at in high school and the same people were, were working there and we're in line and my dad's like, I want you to meet Connor. He's, you know, he's my son. And the guy kind of stops because my dad was a very good athlete in Kelso and he stops and he looks at my dad and he goes, is he any good? <laughs> <laughs> and my dad was like, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He's in a mixed state. He, he is good. So then I, that's when I sort of embark on, I mean, every sport I could possibly play. He wouldn't let me wrestle and he wouldn't let me box. And what was the wrestling thing? To- uh, at, and, at, nor play football until I was 14. All right. Um, it was a growth thing. It was just, you know, not, not getting yourself into those kinds of sports that really muck with you physically right. until you're done growing. All right. Yeah. And, that's um, fair. And then, you know, I played soccer until I was 14. And at that point, look, in Kelso, Washington, if you didn't play football, what's the point? All right. And I remember saying to my dad, he didn't want me to play. And I, at this point, I had this really like moment of clarity. And I was like, well, whose body is this anyway? Oh, no, Connor. <laughs> Seriously. And he was like, Okay. Three games into my first uh, season of football, I break my shoulder. Did you really? Yeah. Did you? Because the equipment was too small and it was bad. But, you know, my dad being my dad, he, 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 he let him have it about that. And, and from that point forward, I always had very good equipment. Right. Wait, why didn't he want you to play? Um, he, he didn't want me to play until I was done growing when I think he was, Oh, I see. Okay. You know, there are certain sports, baseball, um, basketball, soccer, maybe, basketball, yeah. you yeah. need to play those games early and young yeah, and yeah. carry that on. I, I don't believe that about football. I don't believe that about football. You can come into football and just be an athlete and fit right in mm. if you're good. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, we see that all the time. You do. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah. you were particularly good, weren't you? I mean, you were, you were, did you want not to play ball at college? Didn't you? Yeah, I did. I, I, I really enjoyed you playing football. I was a, well, in high school, back, I was right? a free safety on defense and a wide receiver. I was the all-state free safety my right. senior year in high school, as well as an all-conference wide receiver. I went to college. Wait, you played both sides? Yeah. In your senior or the whole time? Well, the whole time. Wow. That's what you did. Wow. Back then. Right. Uh, and um, at col- in college, I played cornerback on defense. And that's literally, I was a <laughs> you want to talk about terrible student? I was a t- my dad and I were joking this weekend. <laughs> he was like, you know, I mean, I've got a master's degree. I graduated from high school with a with a two six, and I was like, I got you beat. I had a two five. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, football helped me get in to school, and yeah. then and then I realized. Uh, so when you yeah, I was so I mean, you know, you've got you've shown no aptitude, no interest uh, about wearing a pair of tights. Oh no, none at all. <laughs> When did uh, so? What? How did that story start to sort of formulate that you that you thought you might get into acting? So my experience, 
until this thing that happened um, with theater was I had seen a community theater production of a funny thing happen on the way to the forum uh-huh. as a kid. And then I took a date to like a touring production of cats. <laughs> nice. and I, both times I was like, nice. <laughs> I, like I was going to say, what am I doing here? <laughs> the forum one. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> that's a funny play. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. But yeah. uh, and, sorry, Saranja, but cats. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you did it. <laughs> so I, I, and also a, a senior English class read through of our town, which was sort of a round table. Y'all took different, different parts. Uh, and then I get to college. I'm playing football for a couple of years. It's going well. Um, but I'm not happy. And if you're not happy doing a, a sport like that, that means you're going to get hurt mm. soon. And well, okay. And well, yeah. what, what, not? what not happy? What, what was, what was, uh, I don't know. I was, I was tired of, uh, the commitment. Mm. Um, I didn't, I was clearly not going to go professional playing. Yeah, you, like did you know that? Did, I mean, you, did you get that sense early on? Do you at that at seventeen? You don't get 18? that in high school. In high school, you know, you have this dream, and when you get some sort of accolades, right. you're like, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, look, uh, okay, I'm six feet tall. Yeah, they're six feet tall. Yeah. Um, and then I get to college, and I realize, you know, that's that's not going to happen. And 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 the amount of work that was required was really unsatisfying. So I begin to that's the great thing about university is yeah, you, you look around, you look around, you have yeah. an opportunity to see what's out there in the yeah. world. And I find myself at a party just before Thanksgiving weekend. And I'm talking to this woman and I don't know why she said this to me, but I was expressing how I wasn't particularly happy. You know, I was getting really crap grades still in college. I got a 2.0 at that point. <laughs> I just didn't care. And um, for some reason, she says to me, well, you should audition for a play. Have you thought about, you know, doing theater and stuff? And I was like, why? No. Why would you say that? And she just said, I, I don't know. In talking to you, I think that you'd be good at it. And I said, because hmm. you're, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Because I'm what? Because <laughs> you're dashing Cause you're, and oh, <laughs> sure, 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 yes, yes, yes. I was because you're filling her with shit at a party. It was a basically, long, yeah. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. I thought you were going to say because he's super handsome. <laughs> well, thank you, my dear. Anyway, so she says, you know, uh, I think you should do that. And I thought, okay, my 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 mother in particular had been like uh, high school drama, and my um, grandmother had done community theater and. So I take this play home with me and I work on it with my mom all weekend long. And by the way, in this conversation, I said, oh, okay. Are you going to be there? Are you, oh, to the girl. To the girl. And she you said, should be an actor. You should be in our play. Yeah, because I had no idea who was in the theater department and, mm-hmm. at, at PLU. And she was like, yeah, I'll be there. So I go to the audition, literally having no idea what I'm doing. And I'm terrified. And I don't know why I decided this, but I said, okay, just listen. Just listen and respond and answer. And the whole world kind of opened up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I lost my sense of fear about it, which is Mm -hmm. so huge for any actor. If you cannot be afraid of something and go in with just the idea that you're going to listen and respond. I mean, I, I, I knew something at that moment was just pure instinct out of uh, frankly truly fear that um 
after that first night of auditions, I walked out. Do you remember what the play was, by the way? Yeah, it was yeah. Um, it, it was two one acts. Uh, Lone Star and Laundry and Bourbon. Lone Star has the guys, and then Laundry and Bourbon has the girls. And it was a student-run production. And But I walked out that first night, and it sounds cheesy, but sort of looked up into the heavens, was like, truly was like, oh, thank God. Revelation. I finally found something. I finally found what I want to do. And... Um, do you, I mean, what, what was the, the audition? Were the, who was it? The, the audition. Who wow. was in the Who was in the auditorium that afternoon watching you? No one. This no was one. this was just contemporary students. Right. Um, and I mean, there weren't even. Pre- Did you get a reaction from someone? Yeah, they were like, "What's he doing here?" <laughs> because he was because, on the because I was a football team. player, yeah. and you know, they what's were with like, the handsome like, guy? What's he doing here? Right. And I. Oh, it was the guys who were saying that. Probably. Yeah. So I get out. Did you get a sense of being on that stage or d- doing that the, the part in front of these people, albeit a smattering? Did you get a sense that you that that something that you had them, you had their attention? Yeah, I had. Because that's really, I, I, I had their silence. Yes, there you mm. go. That's what I had. That's and I had their silence. And there's when you have the the silence of an audience, there's this interesting kind of wave you get to ride yeah that you also can sort of you know yeah, you can you control can the board you can yeah. manipulate it yeah and as long as you have them yeah that's there's and as long as you do it in an honest way yeah you know there's no better feeling there's no there's no better feeling as long as you're not playing them right yeah yeah as long as you're being honest and honest. that's all i had for yeah. myself and that's this was a great play it was a very contemporary play it's so that freeing you didn't have you know you weren't I wasn't um, burdened by uh, style. No. I could just be me mm, yeah. at that point. I wasn't doing Shakespeare. I wasn't That's doing Moliere. Right. I wasn't doing any of those things. And uh, funny thing was, is uh, that girl, I never saw again. No shit. Mm-mm. Never saw again. In fact, like in of, fact, I asked about her. Like a her. guardian angel girl. Like an angel. In fact, I would... To try to describe her to people later, and they were like, I don't know who you're talking <laughs> Nobody about. Nobody like that exists. <laughs> this is a true story. Do you remember her name? No. What were you doing at that party? I was just hanging out, yeah, drinking beer out of a keg. Yeah. Were you on oh, some oh, kind of hallucinogenics? Was she a real girl? So no one ever, you never saw her again. Never saw her no again. No one ever really knew who she was. Holy no, shit. no, and then and that one of the drama department went, oh yeah, no, that's you know, yeah, that's 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 clear. Never no, no, nothing. And then, so I didn't get the part, uh, but I'd committed to already quitting football. I was done. All right. And oh, because uh, of the audition, because of that experience, you had an experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I remember not getting the part and, uh, I don't know if I was hanging around the theater. I don't think I was anyway. I'm at the, um, cafeteria and, uh, Jeff Clapp, God bless Jeff Clapp. He was the the main dude in the theater department then, and a professor or the his student. student. <laughs> um, and he, he waves me over. I mean, at this time, I'm like built like a brick shit house. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm yoked and uh, got long hair, kind of like I have now. So like like me now, yeah, like you right now. And 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 Jeff, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> Jeff Jeff calls me over to to his. <laughs> Jeff called me over to the table and he's like, uh, you need to keep doing this. And I was like, oh yeah, well, I mean, I'll, I'll think, think about, about it. it. 
And then he's like, well, if you don't, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> and I looked at him and I was like, oh, uh, really? Uh, like, <laughs> I don't think about it. But he, he, he wound up being just such a... I admired him so much and the way that he acted. And he was the one to me that really was telling the truth. And so I jumped in. You mean the way he behaved or the way he performed? The way he performed. You know, there was an ease about what he did. And so I, I, I jumped in and um, told them that I was quitting football. And that was an interesting conversation. It had gotten around. I was supposed to start the next year, uh, apparently. Um, and I was just done. Right. And uh, I told uh, the head coach, Frosty, and uh, God bless him. All he said to me was, um, do you really believe in this? This is what you want to do mm. and commit your time to it. And I said, it is. And he said, well, you've got my blessing then. Right. And my coaches great guy, yeah. went to every single play oh, I ever did. No the kidding. The entire time I was there. Wow. Including kinky boots? Including kinky boots <laughs> with the chaps and the, uh, you know. <laughs> they didn't love that one. They didn't love that one. But they, uh, you know. Um, a lot of squirming in the yeah. floor, bro. Snapball change. <laughs> it was a different time. It was a different time. So how old are you at this stage? About 17? Yeah. 18? Um, no, I'm, I'm 19 years old. You're 19. I'm 19 so years you old. finished your sophomore season. I finished my sophomore season. Quit. Quit. For theater. For theater. For an imaginary girl. For, for exactly. <laughs> and uh, and then I Were get, you living on campus? Yeah. Okay. I get very, you said very you went lucky. Home just to work on that for the with holiday. With your mom, okay. I get very lucky in that um uh, William Beckfar, who had co founded the Tacoma Actors Guild, which is a which is a great Lort Theater in Tacoma, Washington, which is near my college. Uh, ran our theater program and he also believed in me and he just i mean the first thing i played was krogstad in a dial in a doll's house then i had literally had that experience and then our school had a line with the national theater institute which is um uh at the eugene o'neill theater center and i said i want to go there because at this point i'm like i'm on overdrive i'm doing this i want to test myself mm -hmm. against the best I can find. So um, they had a connection to the National Theater Institute. And he said, really? You think you're ready? And I said, yeah, I do. And um, so I went there the next, that fall, in an effort to sort of match myself up against the best and brightest of my age group. Mm. And I got there and I was like, y'all ain't so good. Oh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I, I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just fine, you know, and I got cast very well and, and you'll appreciate this at the very end of the semester, uh, Richard Digby day who ran the place, this big, lovely, pasty British man, uh -huh. um, calls me into the office and he said, great name, Richard Digby day. Oh, and he and he's, I mean, Christopher Guest couldn't come up with a better right. name than that. Dicky Digby Day. <laughs> you darling. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. yeah. And he says to me something interesting. He says, um, uh, Connor, I, I think you're I think you're good. Um, but you have a problem. And I said, Well, gosh, what's that? And he said Aren't you tall? No, he <laughs> said he, he said, I know you work hard. 
but people don't see it. And in the future, for your own place in a company, people need to see you work hard. Didn't I just say this to him <laughs> just, just the other day? <laughs> You're like, I break all the props. I forget all the lines. Yeah. And that's I not mean, hardworking. I, I, what I, is? <laughs> I took some of that to heart, but part of me was like, I don't care. <laughs> and I go back and go. Well, what does he mean by that? What he meant by that was that, you know, um, sort of in rehearsal, uh, I'm really good at playing, like just playing around and finding what's what what'll work. I, I, there's a how do I say this? There's a there's a whole sort of like actory thing when you're younger about like you know I'm a goddamn actor and oh, you know yeah. I'm gonna here's my scarf. Oh, yeah. This is how hard I'm working. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of angst. Yeah, and, and, and uh, I just didn't carry any of it. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I think you're right, and 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 it's also there's a you feel like there's a lot of competition, and it, as Indeed. soon as you let that go, yeah, and you become a team player, right? Um, yeah. you know, and people, people, I think there are you so just, many different. Just, you, you just concentrate on you can only you can only you do your bit in the show as best as you can with the other person doing their bit in the show, and as long as you give them room. It's a communication. Yes, it it's is. a to, language. To be the best they can be. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're 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 both working together. I yeah. didn't have any sort of sense that I was God gonna do or be anything. I just thought that I had I swear to you, I had finally found something at yeah. the age of nineteen that I'd been searching for for a very long time and just didn't know what it was. You know, sports had been a great outlet. I wasn't going to be that for the rest of my life. And I was really, I was really floundering in in school and then found that. And, you know, we've had so many guests on that talk about uh, luck Mm. and being fortunate Mm. and being at the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. And I'm the same way. You know, I, when I started, I got an opportunity to see, to give myself more confidence by being at a place where I thought I was challenging myself. And I was with other actors of, you know, my class in a way. And then I had a guy, Bill Beckfar, who just gave me role after role Mm. after role that were fantastic. But he never said, we're making you ready for the world. He always said, we're making you ready for drama school. Mm. Oh, for the next step. For the next step. Yeah. Yeah. If you want, if you want a life as an actor, your life as an actor, at least from his perspective, was be going to be in the theater. Mm. And mm. so um, I went off. And that's a great starting off play. Oh, I think you know, the training you get that, that prepares you to be a stage actor uh, is frankly, I think the best foundational training you can get. You can learn to do the other stuff in front of a camera, but, yeah. but that ensemble work with other actors rehearsing having that rehearsal time there's nothing like that absolutely uh, there really is nothing like and that. i and so after and all the best movies that are produced today you always find out that they had three weeks rehearsal totally you know yeah 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 so i luxury of that. i i i'm about to graduate and now it's time to to go audition for drama schools and I, there was a thing called the ERTAs, University of Residence, Residential Theater Association. They would do uh, auditions for graduate schools as well as like the Straw Hats, which were the, the festivals around the country. Mm-hmm. But I was looking to go to, to, to graduate school and 
Um, so I made the finals and in the finals, you could go to New York, Chicago or LA. And I went to Chicago and I mean, Juilliard was there. These are not part of the artist. Juilliard was there. Yale was there. A bunch of different programs. ACT was there. And um, I've already made the finals. So I know that and that's happening. And I thought I was, I was pretty hot shit, but <laughs> and then I auditioned for Juilliard and boy, it was a terrible what I didn't know just smacked me right in my face. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I auditioned what for- What was that awakening then? When, when yeah. you were, I mean, were you, were, did you see other people audition in front of you and you're like, oh my God, they're leagues ahead of me. Yeah, I did. You yeah, know, just I, in their presence, in their hold, in their command of the, of the verse, of the-, of the what it felt like to me was, you know, for instance, uh, one of the uh, exercises was, I want you to count to a hundred and imagine that you have a rope and you're pulling me to you. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't in my wheelhouse, you know, one, two, three, you know, I was way overdoing right. it. You know, I was, what I had done oh, was, mm-hmm. I, was I, yeah, exactly. What, mm-hmm. what I'd done was I'd lost the <laughs> thing that I think I instinctively had in the beginning, the which was, yeah. which was that and just yeah. telling the truth. Yeah. The play, the playing, the, the play playfulness. playfulness. Yeah. yeah. But then I do the Erdas. Yeah. It goes very well. Um, several schools, uh, want me to come to the program. Um, so when did you do the drag act? Well, that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's tonight. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've got All a show. this college stuff. Uh, when did RuPaul? <laughs> you, my dear. <laughs> Come walk with me. Uh, you know, this one guy um, who was the University of Missouri, Kansas City, Ran the program there. Everybody else was like, yeah, come to Illinois or come to Indiana and we'll pay for your school, give you a stipend and you can buy a car and uh, all that stuff sounded great. And then Dale Rose, I went in for my meeting with him and he didn't want to talk to me. He was like, let's make your piece better. All right. And we just worked on my piece. My pieces that I auditioned. So you had a modern and a Shakespeare? Well, how I did. Well, no, you couldn't do Shakespeare. So I did uh, Cyril Turner's The Revengers Tragedy. Okay. And I did... Um, uh, they wouldn't let you do a Shakespeare. That they wouldn't let you. They're, they're right. Yeah, it was too too easy, right. apparently. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, and I did Cyril Turner's The Revengers Tragedy. I did the Bastard monologue. And then I did um, a Michael Weller play... I forget the name of it right now. That was my contemporary. And um, we, we just worked on those. And I just went, I didn't know what their deal was at that school. I just went like, yep, I'm going with you. Right. And it was the best decision I ever made in terms of like, you know, being classically trained by by someone who I felt had the, you know, a similar aesthetic that I did. This is Kansas, right? It's Kansas City. Yeah. Kansas what a great City, yeah. uh, right. recruitment uh, tool, too, by the way. That? Like, let's work on your piece. Yeah. How, how long you, is yeah. that course there? That's a... Three years. Three years. Three years. It's a long time, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we had... So you're going in there at 1920? Well, it took me five years to get out of college. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> Listen, I had to drop math every semester because I was failing it. <laughs> Not your thing. Who was no. the guy? Dicky Digby Day. They're going to need to see you work hard. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dicky's been ringing in your ear. <laughs> right. You're going to be needing for a while. 
but you know, we had two two really um, <laughs> uh, tough years. The first two years, um, do people drop out? No, they well, no, they usually you get dropped. They drop you. <laughs> they do. So in the first year, and this is, I'm actually really proud of this. In the first year, um, they do awards, and it's a financial award at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. They, they rank you in your class. And um, I got ranked first in the class and was given something like $8,500. Now, in Kansas City, that's quite a lot of in money. 1990s, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And, and I went into my second year, you know, feeling flush. But, like, you know, the eighth-ranked student got, like, 1200 bucks and was taking loans out. And to me, if we were meant to be a company, this didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And I, I really felt badly about this. And when our second year came to give the awards for the third year, I got offered the same thing. And I said, I don't want it. I don't think it's fair. I think everybody should get the same amount of money. If we're a company, we're a company. Look at you. I know. And then they continue to do that from that point forward. Tucker has always been there. He's a communist. (laughs) He's a a communist. (laughs) No, but it wasn't fair. It was like, you know what? I don't understand about this is you're trying to create an environment that's, that's a company. And yet you're, you're, you've got the, you've got control of that. Yeah. So, so they changed it. They did. Huh? Mm hmm. Is it now called the, it's now called the Connor the Trier Fairness Award? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Connor Trier non-award. <laughs> the Connor Trier. Well, you know, get that much this year. <laughs> award. Uh. All right, so we finished college. Uh, and then what, I mean, the, the, what happens next? Then I moved to New York. And the other story, I get there and I'm terrified. I'm really terrified. We're going to look for an apartment. And... Uh, we go to a, a realtor's office in Park Slope. I had no idea about Park Slope. Park Slope's nice. Very nice. We go look at a place. It's not right. It's it's a box. Come back to the office, and we're standing there just sort of chatting with people as this, like, six-foot-four, turns out to be Russian young man, um, busts into the door with his, like, 80-year-old grandmother, toothless, and they're fighting over a crutch. And he knocks her down, Good takes God. the crutch— Goes next door to a little bodega, which has those like 12 foot high ceilings that they all have, yeah, you yeah. know, back of the old school ones and bashes them in. And at this point, I'm just. In Park Slope. In Park Slope. Bashes it in from across the street. Some Puerto Rican kid dives into him. They start fighting in the glass, blood everywhere. Ugh. And I'm just. I'm frozen. Are you like living upstairs, as it were? I'm in the office. You're, you're, this is the, in the afternoon. I'm oh, watching you're with this the, happen. You're with the realtor. We're just yeah. at, we're in the realtor's office, yeah. and um, that happens. They fight, 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 so fight. You're not fight. even moved in um, yet. No, we're, I don't even have an apartment. <laughs> and out of the bodega comes this other Puerto Rican kid with a shotgun, <laughs> and he trains it on this Russian kid who starts to inch his way toward the office. And I'm just at one point, I was just like. Dive and everybody in the office dives under desks, and we're just waiting for it. And sure enough, boom! Gun goes off. Gun goes off, and I'm like, "Oh my god! God, he killed him!" (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing. And I and I look out. I mean, it's and he says to the realtor, "I give you three hundred bucks." (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
exactly. I don't you think it's worth what you think it's worth. I'll take it, but it's too big. That was my last offer. He didn't shoot him. He shot it in the air. And then all of a sudden, out of the middle of nowhere, come like 80 NYPD cops and the whole things. And I thought to myself, I just don't want to live in Park Slope, I don't think, at all, Uh, or New York at all. But I got used to it. I lived in Park Slope. (laughs) Then I moved to the Upper West Side. Then I went to L.A. and then came back for... How did you get to the Upper West Side? Was that a girl? Well, that was a breakup and then just renting a room. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, and then decided that I Where wasn't Where on the Upper happy. West Side? Uh, 98th and Broadway. Oh, uh, yeah. um, And then I decide I'm I'm done with New York. I want to give How LA long have you been there then? How long have you? Just two years. Two years. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's like de- it's like a decade, really, isn't it? <laughs> it's in, 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 a, in a person's life. And if that city's not your cup of tea, absolutely. absolutely. You it know, is. it it's, was. It's hardcore. Yeah, it's my cup of tea, and I was there for five years, well, and that was yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a long time. It'll grind I needed you, man. A break. Yeah, unless you have that buffer I needed money. A break. Uh, it's it's it's. Uh, I love New York. I've never lived there longer than three weeks. But my God, it's uh, it's tussle and bustle. Listen, the thing about New York is, um, you know, living in Los Angeles. At least when I moved there, if you can't, there came a point where, like, you know, you didn't pay rent that month because, like, you know, you got waiting for a check. Mm. Typically, your landlord would be like, "Oh, okay." Not in oh, New yeah. York. Oh, geez, in New York, you were sh- out, yeah, you're out. You know, and yeah. I remember. You'd have 20 bucks in your pocket and you left your front door and that $20, like a bird would fly out of yeah, your pocket and it just honestly. didn't exist anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, London's the same. I had a couple of Australian lads live with me. He goes, Jesus, Don, waking up in this town costs you 50 quid. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. Just waking up, mate. <laughs> right. <laughs> Daily rent. So, uh, so you come to New- LA was a definite move. Then that was a uh, that was like okay, it's time to go to the coast. And let's, yeah, I'd yeah. done enough um, commercials to have a pretty good war chest. Did yeah. you Did you end up getting an episode of Law and Order? No, 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 never <laughs> no. did one. Uh, Any soaps? I did do a soap. You did do some soap, I, didn't you? I did the do magic- a soap. I, I, oh, that's right. Yeah. You got the oh, magic axe. Right. 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 Uh, you right. said you could be a magician. <laughs> My, exactly. That's the best one ever. That's a great I mean, story. I mean, play guitar, ride a horse, <laughs> rollerblade. Oh, but no, I can Shoot do magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I can do uh, Tell so, the story. In front of a camera. <laughs> yeah, so near the end of my... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, near the end... Drag, I'll of, tell you. <laughs> near the end of my time there, I, I get an audition for a soap opera. It says it's, it's a recurring character, and none of that matters to me, but I'm like, yeah, okay, great. So I go in. It's it's like a, am there at 5.30, um, you know, like on f- 14th Street, 6th Avenue, and I do my audition. It takes me like an hour to get home. I don't have a phone. I've got a pager. And I do the audition, and in the audition, they're like, could you do magic? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know how to do magic. And they were like, okay, great. Do the audition. And then um, my page is blowing up and I get back to my place in Brooklyn and my agent calls and she goes, you got it. And I'm, my first thing was, I can't do magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. And she goes, God damn it. 
Here's yeah. the thing. <laughs> your your call time is 6.30 tomorrow morning. Oh, it was a straight over. Oh, wow. it was tomorrow morning. I was replacing an actor who'd gotten a job. And, oh, I and he said, who couldn't do magic? Who couldn't do magic? <laughs> turns out. <laughs> turns out. Who can? And so she says, all right, here's the deal. You're going to meet a friend of mine. He's a, he's a magician. You're going to go to Katz's Deli. Great deli. Yeah. Downtown. Um, and he's going to teach you a few things. I mean, Jesus, we were there for hours and, and I couldn't get it. I mean, we had, we had poster putty attached to different parts of my body oh, to like geez. sort of hide a card. And by the time we leave and then by the time we're done, it's late, late, late. And all I've been able to do is sort of <laughs> show the quarter, hide the quarter, but I can't even do a quarter. So we're doing a half dollar. <laughs> and I get to work. Quarter's too small. Two quarters just, just ah, too middle. Dropping it. like ah nuts. It's gone. <laughs> Magic. Exactly. <laughs> Wonders that boggle the mind. <laughs> the eighth dimension. Yeah. So I get to work that morning, and I'm petrified. You must have been out of. Oh, tired. Tired. Out of your mind. I have lines. And I get to set. What were you going to say to them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I've heard you tell the story had, a number of times. What were I, you going to say? First time I realized you were up all night. Oh yeah, trying to hack it. Together. I had nothing to say. I had nothing. I had no defense of myself. And <laughs> now soap operas, you have to remember, they're doing an episode they at least past. a day. Yeah. They're doing like eighty mm, pages. Yeah. They don't have time for this Maybe kind of they like. Won't notice the magic, yeah. right? <laughs> and, I, and like you, you're not going to get one of these of like. Can I get one more? No. No. No, no shit. So uh, I get in there and I'm literally like, ah. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> 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 I just look like And God bless the woman who, uh, she was a lifer on soap. She, she might still be on them. <clears throat> and she walks in and, and she looks at me and we do the rehearsal and she's like, you can't do magic. Can <laughs> and I was like, no, ma'am, I cannot. I am sorry. And I thought I'd gotten myself in a real I thought pickle. you said, can I play guitar? <laughs> and she, a horse riding scene. God bless her. She was like, I got you. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to shoot this master. This is going to be Aggie, which means it's not going to count. And then what we're going to do. So you'll establish him at least making one or two moves, maybe even a close up. Then we're going to cut to chest high. <laughs> and my reaction. so we can't see what i'm screwing up and we go through that scene and i mean and bless her quarter comes out i mean you know we went to a <laughs> yeah, close-up and yeah, i did a couple yeah, i was like yeah. i got it <laughs> you know and off we went and 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 it, and it worked out and as i recall they never asked me to do magic again Hilarious. in the month i was there were you a magician on the show or was it just uh zeus zelenko zeus zelenko. was <laughs> the lackey for todd the bad guy uh-huh. and um I, apparently he turned out to be a non-practicing magician Great name. non-practicing <laughs> little, yes <laughs> and i i, I had Dickie digby day this is zeus zelenko <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's a play there. Uh, oh <laughs> yes. my God. I had the great fortune of um, <laughs> having one of those historical opportunities to die while falling down the elevator shaft. You in the show? In the show. Brilliant. You actually died I didn't falling do it. down I, an elevator? I, I, they just said, 
What he, happened to Zeus? Uh, well, he fell down the elevator. He was shot. doing like magic tricks. He, 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 he wasn't paying attention. He was practicing magic. <laughs> Show the quarter. Hide the, <laughs> hide the quarter. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> yes. So um, that was my my first experience being um, in front of the camera with lines. No shit. No. Oh, yeah. which, which, which soap was it? It, it, it was either... I think it was one life. I think it was. I think it was one life to live because it was one life to live, and all my children that shot in New York. Right. I think it was one life to live, and then I was. I worked for a month. Uh, they they killed me off, and um, <laughs> the then, I, then I was like, I'm out of here. So, yeah, oh, so, you're, you're, you liked it, so you wanted to go get TV work. Uh, no, I, that, was, that was the so one time I was humiliated, um, really humiliated, in front of the camera where I didn't do what i wanted to do um but i made money and i was humiliated that you like ran fled town no no i i I had it had i had thought you know what i'm gonna go for pilot season Mm. to la this used to be a thing yeah it used to be and i was gonna come back i had assured the the person i i shared now is pilot season right yeah it doesn't even really exist anymore anymore. it's a year-round thing but at the time you know you could come out to la for three months yeah, you know, rent a furnished apartment right. at one of these places, and then for all the shows, go back to where you are. Right. And so that was my plan. What year was this then? This would have been ninety what? So I was in New York ninety five to ninety seven. So this was January of nineteen ninety eight. Right, right. And I, I knew in the back of my mind that I was leaving New York. It just wasn't for me. You know, I'm a small town West Coast kid, and. Yeah, it's a big. It city. just wasn't a place for me. I, it no. still isn't a place unless I was. Well, that's not true. I did go back, doing a play at Lincoln Center. Oddly, I moved to L.A. My uh, thought was, I'm going to L.A. because I'd realized that anybody who was I'd under, understudied Barry Child on Broadway for like nine months, and I realized that anybody on Broadway in these sort of like ingenue roles, you had to have credits. You had to have film and TV credits, yeah. and I had nothing, so I wanted to get some. Right. But I was, it was all really in an effort to come back and hopefully, you know, be noticed for that kind of thing. But I get to LA, I mean, I'm coming down the Siskiyous and I see the bright lights of Los Angeles early evening. And I was like, it's my town. It's my town. Yeah. But I got here and six months later, I was, I was back in New York for a year doing a play. Isn't that something? And you got cast out of LA. Out of LA. Okay. No was that through a New York agent or No, it was my it was my uh, LA agent. My LA agent It's so rare for an LA agent to put you up for a play in New York for Well, my agent Greg has always had his ear tuned to what's going on right. in New York and that's right. always been a part of his thing. Same so same Greg. agent. Same agent my whole career. Well, same agent. Yeah, I'm a unicorn. Yeah, good for oh. you. Um well. and uh but that's Okay, so going back to New York, if somebody's paying for your apartment, I was on 89th and Amsterdam, Upper West Side. You know, I'm making, I'm making pretty darn good money. Yeah, and all of a sudden, New York becomes like adult Disneyland. Mm-hmm. You know, do whatever the hell you want because there's no real worry about you paying your rent. Right, you could be broke for three days, but I could eat food at the all right theater. The theater, you know, yeah. I, you know, I was just um, the life of Riley. Get up at three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got I got to be there at seven o'clock. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, uh, and but I even while I was there though, I knew, I knew that I wasn't coming back, and I came back to L.A. and 
in short order, tested for will and grace, did you a got pilot. Super close on that. Oh, didn't super you? close on that. They, the writers wanted you for yeah to play will. They did, oh, no. and yeah. they said to me, and I had, I had, him and I not only McCool. had huh. auditions, several. I, I had meetings with them. We would, yeah. we would be working on workshops and everything. Workshops and wow. everything. Yeah, yeah. And then here's twist of fate is that um, I go in for my wow. test, and I think we were the first group to test for Will and Grace. I walk into the test, and I walk into the, and I'm feeling great about myself. I've worked on this so much. I know it's like a back of my hand. This I can I can take any direction. <laughs> I, I walk into the room and there's a woman there who had been the supervising producer on One Life to Live on the magic on, on the, the magic, magic show. Act. Oh. And I was and, and I just had this moment of like it felt like somebody pinched me and I was like, ow. <laughs> oh, it, anyway, did, did the it. audition. I didn't even get to my car when uh, I, I I got the page to call my agent and um it's not found a payphone and he was like they loved you um you don't have enough experience to carry a show a network show and apparently like, you don't know magic that's right <laughs> how did ian mccormick did he handle the one with what? he uh, as far as i know he he had he wasn't he, even a part of that first batch of auditions he wasn't no so they were already dying they were committed to yeah. this thing and it you know they knew it was going to be a, a hit All right um but then you know i did a pilot um, Jim Burris was going to direct that. He, he 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 was part of it. Was he part of that whole? He directed part uh, the pilot. Uh, I think you're right. I am right. I yeah. think you're right. Uh, um, yeah, I just wanted to have you know. Uh, cheers, cheers, James Burris. Yeah. yeah, James yeah. Burris. Yeah, his 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 hand has been on yeah yeah many different shows as the pilot director. So I uh, don't get that when I'm sort of devastated, and I feel like it's unfair. I didn't do anything wrong. Well, you didn't know magic. I didn't know magic, but give hey, me a break. not knowing magic always bites you in the Apparently, ass. Apparently, it'll come back full circle to you. But then I get a pilot. Did you, you know, tell him you were gay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny thing was, is they they uh, they did not want him to to. No, I know. I'm acting I'm, that I'm way, but, being but, facetious. I know, uh, but I mean, that was really one of the things. You walked in, you were like, "Oh, he's gay," and so you sort of paint this broad swath, and they were like. Don't no. do that. Nope. Just do you. Just do you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, anytime anybody has ever said just, just, just do your thing, I've mm-hmm. always been in, in in better shape. Yeah. Um. And then you know I'm still doing at the time I'm the. Oh, that's uh, funny. When I'm just me, I'm in terrible shape. Huh? <laughs> 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 about my body. <laughs> so I, but I still have this commercial career going and at the, t- at the time i'm the marlboro man that's for right. japan tobacco really yeah <laughs> i was that for like four years and so i've got money that's the great it's the great you know neutralizer for actors coming in if you don't have to get a job and you can devote yourself to to what you're doing um the freedom of that is is really remarkable and and lucky and he's responsible for at least probably half a million addicted cigarette smokers. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah, an entire yeah. generation <laughs> learned to smoke. I tell you, I, I've said this before. I mean, I, I got some answering to do with the gates of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have uh, a beard back then, or no, were you no, like no, 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 slick no, I, young I, I Connor? Was, I was slick young Connor. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I like the bearded old Connor. The old, the old, <laughs> the old not old, the old seasoned, hard, the old seasoned hard scrabble one. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I get Enterprise. It comes quick, huh? Yeah, so it did. It was the first couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Well, so like you just you just went in for an audition. I did. I mean, I had. Oh, 
you that's right you didn't know the you got it you didn't know you've told this story so i had back in the day when you had to go pick up your manila envelope from your agent's office even if you had the audition the next day and during it, had to be, it was a schlep man oh, yeah. drive halfway across town to get the script the sides the whatever they were and you'd I have lived, it that night and you'd go in the next day i lived in silver lake and i had to go to van nuys and ventura where my agent was pick up the envelope it's like 10 o'clock at night it's a long come way. back in i've got three pilots that day yeah wow. and i make a decision about what's more important and i an enterprise is you the believe we used to do this oh yeah <laughs> times have changed but i will say you know there's there's a muscle that you get that you have yeah that gets stronger and stronger knowing when you have like okay okay let's see i've got it's 10 o'clock i gotta be there at 10 in the morning mm. i got a couple hours those couple hours, you know, what you're doing in those couple hours, you get better and better and it's better. Intense. At. Yeah, yeah, it is. You do. You get. You hone it. Yeah, yeah. You and you get real good at, uh, at, at whatever. If, if you're having supper that night, you're cooking or whatever. You're having a half a glass of wine. You, you're always running those lines. It's it's constant. I quite enjoy it. I do too. Uh, I, Gary Oldman's always said it best. He's uh, someone asked him about how he how he prepares for a role. He goes, "Well, it's usually on the bed." Yeah, <laughs> just right. just sitting there on the bed <laughs> and just imagining it all, letting it go, yeah, letting yeah. letting it happen. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. So I had these three auditions, and it was it was a lot. It was probably twenty five pages, and so I put them in order enterprise was last i worked on the first two and kind of thought that i might have time throughout the day to spend a little time on enterprise well the other two what you would have fancied to be better gigs as it were at that time i don't know i think that part of it was is that they gave us so little information about our roles on enterprise you know good old southern boy Hmm. dot 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 right um and these other two were meteor, I think. You'd never auditioned for uh, no, a Star Trek show? No, no, no. 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 And uh, <laughs> go in, do the first two. They were, of course, never saw the light Did of day. Did Greg not say to you, it's a seven-year contract, by the way? If No. That wasn't I part don't, of the I, I don't recall that. No, right. But I go in, I read with Ron Serma, and I'm terrible. I know when I punt it and I punted that thing so badly. And he was like, okay, Connor, go back to your car. Come back in an hour. Had you met him before? Nope. Nope. No, I've never met him. So he's or doing Jeannie. you a favor right now. Oh my God. Yeah. And I go back to my 1968 Skylark that doesn't have air conditioning. The windows roll halfway down. It is hot as blazes. I'm just sweating like a whore in church. <laughs> and I work on this for an hour and I go back in. It's an hour better. An hour better. It's an hour better. And I walk out and I remember now I had a cell phone that's like you yeah, know, think, that yeah, big. Yeah. Pull out and I call, my, I call yeah. my, exactly, I call yeah. my agent and I'm like, listen, I can't, I wish I had this problem now. Listen, Greg, I can't do three pilots in a day. Uh. I just screw up this last one. We've got to work on that. And, um, <laughs> and so I, you know, me out now. yeah, Jeez. and uh, I, and I go home and I, I, okay. I somewhat forget about it, but uh, um, not really because I know I've really oftentimes you're auditioning for the casting director. You've not bet, bet before. Mm. You want them to like you, mm. to bring you back in. So if they were, if they were a new office, you were like, you want to kind of nail it, whether or not you got the part. Cause 
who knows why you get apart or don't get apart. Yeah, there's a thousand reasons yeah. why you're not going to get it. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and one of them is the least one down the list is that you were sucked. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and in fact, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you want to do a good job for the yeah. casting people so that they bring you back. A couple but, of days later, they call. They call you. They want to see me again. So you yeah. only saw Ron the first time. It was saw just Ron, Ron. I saw Ron twice. Saw Ron the, twice the, that first day. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you, they bring you back in. Who's in the room then? Uh, it's Ron, Junie, right. Mary Howard. Junie Larry Johnson. Junie Larry. For, yeah, for the our, casting. Uh, for our cousin in Ohio. Uh, thank God for Junie. And uh, I think it was just them. There might have been another person. Any, but, any producers? Nothing. Well, no. Mary being Mary the, the UPM. Like, yeah, right. You know, right, right, um, right. But nobody who could make a decision. Right. So I, I auditioned for them. And at this point now I've had a chance to look at it <laughs> and work on it. And I, what was the scene? Do you remember? Yeah. It was the scene where he, uh, trip and the captain are in that shuttle pod. The first time when he bumps into it, glancing around the, uh, yeah. right, and he right, bumps into right. it and he was like, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Also this, the, the um, decontamination scene. Ah. Oh, that was the big one. So, well, that's with the one with Jolene, right? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Were you that, by yourself? Is that in the part? That's in the part too, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, all right. So Ron's reading both both the Captain and Jolene yeah. with you. Yeah. Hilarious. It's very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I so uh, I, well, I, you just stood there pretending you were rubbing jelly on imaginary oh, no, I was, people. I was miming that I was, you know, doing all this. I mean, you, you do what you can to make the moment. Work Sweet, you. you have no idea the shit we go oh, through. Oh, I do, I do. It's really fun to try to oh, figure out how to trick actors yeah. into, into I mean, doing I can't tell you how many on. chairs I've hidden behind yeah. and gone... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had to uh, drive a bus the other day, yeah. which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Here's the thing. Speed, speed 17. <laughs> right, Eric? She's you, like, do I look like I'm driving a you bus? You can't <laughs> not drive the bus, even as silly as it feels. You gotta drive yeah. the bus. You gotta drive yeah. the bus. Yeah. yeah, I drove a couple vehicles recently. Yeah. In and yeah. out with fake guns or right. whatever. You know, you can't a little have a less bus, will you? So how does it come back after the, uh, the second go around with them? So uh, once I do the audition with Mary and a couple other people, um, then I go to another round and there's more producers. Mm. Might be Brad. I don't know if Brandon might have been there. I don't think so, though. You don't think? They're, they're uh, not, maybe. They're, maybe. They're, they're right. They're really whittling at this point, then. Yeah, yeah. It gets yeah. less and less people. Yeah. And then I then I get my studio audition. So typically, you do your you audition. lined up with other actors that you know are there by now? Have you seen no, at others? that point, I didn't know anyone no, for some reason. You didn't know anyone, right. But we go to, you go to studio, which is auditioning for, say, Paramount. Yeah. And then you go to network, which yeah. would have been UPN. Which, yeah. So I go to the studio audition and it's me and i mean five other really good looking dudes yeah <laughs> and i think to myself <laughs> to myself I was there. <laughs> I, mark i think to myself you know okay if if they're not any good i'm fine so i'm last and i take my chair and i put it right next to the door you listen in and right. i listen in and i just start marking them off nope nope you can always nope. tell you can always tell yeah. I mean, you can just hear it. You can feel it. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. And then I go in and... Just, isn't that... You just, you you just know. hear it in the voice. They're not in the scene. They're just not in it. It's, you know... It goes back to like what, what Gates said when we were when he had her on, we had her on on the show where, you know, there's this... There's a balance when she was talking about the Lecoq training and, mm. and that particular director. And um, there's either 
truth mm. or not truth. Yeah. And it's not magic. It is magic. Or, well, okay. It's the, there's something magical about it. For the, for, for and, oh, God knows it sounds there. But you, when you, when you're working with someone that actually doesn't really know how to do it, that it, that it, that it's not a natural ability. It's so evident. Yeah. 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 I do think also, I mean, you remember these going into, um, like, Saturday matinees at doing something for a children's theater. And it doesn't matter what you do. You're not going to get them. No. You're right. not going to get the audience. Right. I mean, that's partly up to you, but there's also, there are times when you can usually tell very early on with an audience if you've got them or not, yeah. I think. So I, I, I anyway, so you're listening in. Yeah. I'm listening in. Then it's my turn. And you're whittling them down. And, and I nail it. Yeah. They're all good looking, but they're not very good. Yeah. I'm like model model. Yeah. I'm not really sure what you're doing, but model. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I have my test and it's me and, um, another guy. Um, well, there was a whole that. other story that, that, that I wasn't privy to at the time. Did one of them like, did Surma like you or something and pack the room with terribles to make you stand out? Oh, no, they no, no do they're that. doing their job. No, no, no. I'll tell you what happened was, is there that was one other guy. I just was watching the CBS reunion chat that we did with Brandon 10, 12 years ago. And right. apparently there was one other guy that UPN liked. So they wanted you. Brandon and Rick and the production wanted you. UPN yes. had their eye on one of probably one of the model guys. Well, they had a guy they had a contract with or something. They had a guy on hold. They had a guy on hold. They would do that back then. I don't know yeah. if they still do it. Where like, you know, they'd pay you a couple hundred grand yes. and hold you yeah. to put you in pilots because they Your thought. Buddy that, Eddie got one of those. Didn't oh yeah, he? Eddie had one. He had a definitely fucking sat around his ass playing fucking Tetra for two years. Right. I know. For real money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I was and so jealous of those guys. <laughs> I, was, I was too. Uh, you know, I know that Joe Flanagan had one of those as well. He wound up being on Stargate Atlantis, and you know, he talks about coming into town and getting one of those holding deals. Yeah, and I was like, "Where's my the holding deal? How?" But never. I'm, I'm holding. Yeah, right, exactly. I'll do it. They could hold um, you for years. A year. A year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. It was a recognized thing. I knew several, and they, uh, yeah. I was I was never one of those guys. No, me neither. Huh. And you could have been. I'm surprised you weren't. But yeah, I wasn't. You know, I think no, it was never offered to me. No, no. Um, they just don't want to let them go yeah. somewhere else in case somebody else might make. So them they famous. just they yeah. pay them to sit on their ass until they kind of well hope, they hope they might find, find something, something for, for them. You. Yeah, I think what happens too is that you you get to skip somewhat of that audition process, and they'll just test you if they're holding mm. you. Yeah. You know, you're already right there between you and three other people. That's when they were giving money away. They didn't do it anymore. No, 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 no they no, don't no. do it anymore. And in the meantime, of course, when you're being held back in the day, so you would do a pilot and then we had quotes. So we if did. you did a pilot, which meant that you signed the, the, the contract, then there was, it seemed like an honor system where then your quote was just bumped up yeah you know say it was 32 it went to 35 yeah, yeah. the next time you the tested. more times you went to studio the more times you got nearer to the yeah. you know yeah the your number bang. got bigger and it was a real number it was a real number yeah yeah mm-hmm. you know and, and the agent the, the production couldn't argue with the agent it's there's the number exactly you know and that doesn't days exist are, anymore. Days are gone they too. are gone yeah, was, <laughs> yeah now now it's like you know here's the offer yeah. Take it or leave Take it. Take it or leave it. 15 guys behind you who yeah. would love that job. Yeah. Sure. So I do the test. Test goes fine. 
uh, and I expect to hear something and I don't. And my manager tells me, no, we don't, we, we don't, we're still waiting. And day after day goes by. And then I get the feedback that I didn't show enough awe. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I've heard this. <laughs> yes. I told this story. At the spaceship? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when, when we're all in the shuttle pod and before I bump into the ship, I'm supposed to be like, but you're oogling the ship because yeah, and I didn't so, show enough. Yeah. Of that. And that's not gonna do honestly. No, that's what they said. And I said, oh, "Can I go back in? I'll all all, all, all over the, the shit room. out of it. <laughs> all, all this. I've got an awe specialist. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. go see him. <laughs> I'm full up on my awe. <laughs> they I said no. Coach. They don't want to see you. I knew that the the role hadn't been put out again in breakdowns, so that I didn't know what was going on. And so. Say this is Monday. They, ha- I think they have five business days. They have the week. Yeah, they have the week. And on Friday, no news, nothing. We don't know. They're still waiting. And I was like, okay. Well, I I drove down to Mexico, and then my manager finally calls Junie, and uh, I don't think I'm telling anything out of school. She's like, Ross, you know I can't tell you, but you're going to sleep well tonight. And I didn't sleep at all. God bless. And woke up the next morning with the call that I got it. And I didn't, you know, and, and, and when I, so that contract had expired officially speaking, Mm -hmm. did you go resign or did they just, I uh, just kept my mouth shut. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You worked not on contract. Uh, No, there was nothing going on. I was just still hoping I wanted to be seen again. I wanted to read again. And, um, and then, and then I'm told from my agent, this is, I think, the first time I've heard this, that, you know, you're not hired to do a pilot. This is a show. So this yeah. is episode one. And I was like, oh, my God. And I call my brother, who was a massive original series fan, and he and his buddies would walk the perimeter of the playground um, during lunch talking about the previous day's episode. Really, really serious fans. Your brother is a Star Trek a nerd. nerd. was a nerd. And you... Just got that it. Booked in yeah. Star Trek. Yeah, so he's <laughs> the first amazing. person. He's the first person I call. At this time, he's got a little girls like you know, four and two, five and two years old. Yeah. And I call him up and I'm like, Matt, you are never gonna believe, Ruby, Ruby, stop touching your sister. That cereal is not for. That is your cereal. <laughs> Do not touch her. No. When bro, I said, bro, I got and news. I was like, hey man, hey man, listen, I got the new Star Trek series, and he was like, you come back. I, that's great. I got to go. And I was like, oh, wow. oh, mm. oh that's <laughs> devastating. Uh, did it, I mean, did he call you back? Did it sink in? Did he care? Was he upset? Was he happy? Uh, <laughs> I, he was happy. He was happy. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think that he had, my memory of him still sort of lived in that walking the perimeter of the mm. playground and he'd moved oh, far he'd moved past yeah, that. That was yeah. a long time But he ago. was, he was thrilled for me. Mm. Yeah. And so I got it. God bless. Yeah, uh, it's a big. I mean, do you remember the the feeling? The, it's series regular, man. I mean, it's it's the big one, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, do you? I mean, do you remember those initial feelings about? Oh my God, what this means? Well, my original impression was, I'm Scotty. Were you number three? Right. I was number two. You were number which two. I didn't, even, I didn't know what the. The, what that meant yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was two on the call sheet but wow. i got you know I, w- I was like i'm scott i mean i'm scotty i'm the engineer i'm gonna have days off and then of course because we weren't given the pilot until we me. got yeah yeah <laughs> you're like you and Billings, same, yeah. half the days uh, i didn't 
get the script until we actually got the job, you know? Right. So I didn't know what, what the deal was. There was no, nobody said anything about, uh, uh, kind of a triumvirate between the captain trip and to Paul sort of like, you know, bones yeah. Spock and, right. and Kirk. Um, that was and, their formula mm-hmm. and still kind of is, isn't it? It's a great formula. Yeah, yeah. It's a great formula. I opened that pilot script up and I'm like, Oh, Oh, well, you need to put your hard hat on. You've got uh, work to do. Yeah, no shit. Um, and then I think from that point forward until maybe halfway through season one, I was just convinced I was going to be fired all, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I really Why? was. Because you were breaking everything? Uh, no, I was just, <laughs> I, I kind of didn't believe the opportunity that had come for me. Wow. And I thought that I was, they were just going to walk up one day and go, well, that didn't work out, Connor. Uh, thank you for everything. You fell down. I didn't elevator. know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was really. You know what? I wouldn't say half. I would say this. It wasn't until I did unexpected that pregnancy episode, right. which was like three or four three episodes. Or four, it was in. Three, three or four, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, when I when I really felt grounded and at home, right? Um, but it took a while. Because I think for both of us, I mean, we, we'd done some stuff in front of a camera, mm-hmm. but we both basically grew up on that show. Absolutely. Filmically speaking. Yeah. 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 There's nothing like that uh, right. experience. And to get to film something and literally 12 days later, see it on your TV screen. Yeah. Uh, and see it twice because they did a repeat. <laughs> and uh, I even I let myself, you know, Watch. Squeeze through, yeah, behind the sofa. Do you remember your first day on set, what it was, your first moment? I I don't remember my first moment. I do remember my first day. And the moment that I remember was, which I believed was going to be, and I was even told, I think, was going to be a kind of a catchphrase for the show, is um, when you walk up. Mm. Keep your shirt shirt on, Lieutenant. Keep your shirt on, Lieutenant. And... um, that was that was the thing that I remember the most. Never really took off. Oh, not at all. We, don't really, <laughs> we only said it like two or three times in the whole series. Yeah. So no, I I that was all a bit of a blur at first because you walk in and I mean, what an operation! You know the 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 sound stage that had the bridge, engineering, and did it have sick bay? No, that was across the way. It had my armory. Um, and, in the uh, hallways, and uh, no, the hallways were over in on eight as well. We had we had the bridge, engineering, armory. Oh, decon chamber room was in mm. was on eighteen. But uh, you walked into that building and you you oh, see that operation. There's, there's eighty five. There's eighty five people standing around. As yeah. it's a massive. It's yeah. all connected by chains and you know pieces of wood from the ceiling. Yeah. And, you know, you walk in and you're like, it's incredible. It's an incredible feeling. And, and before it becomes home, it's pretty intimidating. And also to walk in, to know that, you know, I was walking into this engineering room that was my office. And his set was superfluous. I mean, it was, it was, it was the most lavish. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. It really was. Next to the bridge. It it was, uh, and then, you know, so that. There's all these things that happen to you as an actor that are almost, I don't think they're intentional, but they do or can get in your way. And, and your role is to uh, not be afraid, to calm down mm. and to do your job. Mm. 
And those aren't always easy, but they're your job. Yeah, I always call it don't bottle out. Don't bottle. Yeah. It's an English expression. Don't, you know, don't, basically don't choke. Yeah. 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 Um, Find a way for this to work for you. Yeah. You know, breathe it in. I I think, yeah, yeah, I think different actors probably have different ways to do it, but, you know, you just got to go like, yeah. All right. You have to remember that you're there for a reason. Yeah. And that's something you brought into your first audition, right? Was kind of... Not my first audition. <laughs> oh, I thought you said you, you, you were like, I'm just going to listen. Oh, 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 ever. When it got in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I got time. into yeah. theaters. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a very good point. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've always... So my notion of acting, I mean, there's different kinds of training, different teachers, different techniques and... I mean, and for film acting, mine's very simple. It's it's a Jimmy Cagney. I think it's like a postcard that mm-hmm. says, "Hit your mark, open your face, and tell the truth." Put your hands on your hips. Put your hands on your <laughs> hips and be a hero. But uh, you know, h- however you get there, yeah, the getting to that point, yeah, is the point. And and I've always believed that. And however you can get there is is your business, but. That's your job. Hit your mark, open your face, and tell the truth. So, uh, one of the things about doing this show that we've talked about a lot is, um, you know, you got the show uh, as a job at first. You just talked about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, we've talked a lot about how Star Trek Enterprise just got four seasons uh, instead of seven. (laughs) Careful where you point that. Careful where you point that. (laughs) Does it work? Have we started again? Uh Is it shiny now? Uh, one of the, uh, things that is interesting to me is that 20 years later, whether Enterprise was cut short for the right reasons or the wrong reasons or whatever, um, they were all still, wrong. they were all wrong, uh, as a fan of the show, uh, you're still doing it 20 years later. Both, both of you are still mm-hmm. doing this 20 I'm years kidding. later. Yeah. I mean, when, when I got the job and I'll call it the job at the time, I wasn't particularly a fan and i had no idea about the influence that the fans would have in my life um the experiences that we would have in our lives uh, going around the world and you were really early on you were you were going to the conventions yeah yeah i'd seen trekkies i knew there was this other there's a whole world nothing else there was another financial appendage to this job an opportunity and i was a bit older than them <laughs> and uh yeah and i i was like yeah and i i thought I, I, I did 10 conventions that first year oh i was on a plane every friday night yeah, wow. I, I think wow. i did i yeah. did maybe not more than one and the one that i did do i i made sure was close to my parents house i did it in portland that's Oregon. right you did didn't oh. you? yeah because i wanted to make it? make sure they were in the audience so that i had a kind you know couple of eyes yeah. to look at and it was scary. I mean, I remember the, the the first one was like I thought you had to do an hour of stand up, basically. Oh, yeah. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, right. Uh, and I I had about fifteen minutes of you know. Did and, you rehearse it? Oh yeah. Oh, you're yeah. kidding. Oh I, no, I was. Yeah, I, I had fifteen minutes of good bit, right? Good story, getting the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I remember that convention in Portland. I mean, just I, I was walking in and two Klingons opened the curtain for me. And I was like, this is crazy, (laughs) but everybody was so kind. And 
Yeah, that, that comes across real quick. Really it? quick. And it comes across immediately. And, yeah. you know, over the course of time, having had the experience where people have walked up to me and said, you know, hey, I'm an engineer. You know, I identify with your character. I've had people walk up and say, I'm an engineer because of your character. I'm an engineer because of Star Trek. And, wow. and not only those particular things, but I mean, I've had some really touching moments with oh, people yeah. who have said that they were going through a tough time in their life. I mean, some seriously tough times. And like the death yeah. of a child or, you oh. know. We get that a lot, a lot with this show. Yeah, the a worst divorces you can imagine. And, yeah. and every week. You know, what kept them going or what they had was to look forward hour. to was that hour. Yeah. And I mean, people serving in the forces, uh, you know, who are being bombed and shot at. Yeah. And that one hour that they got in the, in the, you know, the, the, the tent watching our show on a big screen with, was the hour that they breathed out. Yeah. Wow. It's, 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 it's humbling. And we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll tell you, uh, if you ever think your job's silly, <laughs> Because you're putting on a voice or, or a mask, doing or, a limp, or yeah. wearing a mask, or um, you don't know the effect it has on you people. You don't know. And well, as Gates said, I mean, all of the shows, in 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 their separate individual ways, all have merit, incredible merit, yeah. and uh, they're all f- uh, populated, frankly, with bloody good actors. Yep. yep. And uh, I have, I honestly can't think of watching an episode of Star Trek. Mind you, I haven't seen the Denise Crosby one. <laughs> that apparently sucks. <laughs> Sorry, Denise. Uh, but no, I honestly, I mean, I uh, even now watching Picard and uh, watching a bit of Prodigy now because we're going to have uh, Bonnie Gordon on next week. Uh, tell you one thing, they're well, bloody well written. Yeah. For the most part. Mm-hmm. Good writing. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, the other thing to take on is what a variation on a theme that has just been going for 55 years now. Yeah, yeah. Is it 60 years? We're coming up. It must be six. It's Close. Two, 2016 was 50. The oh. message so we're, of we're Star Trek <clears throat> is why people are so committed to it. That's why I'm committed to it. Right. Yeah. You know, the great thing is, is that it's uh, the, the star of the show it's the ship. It's the ship. Yeah. And oh, the show. And the ship. Oh, the ship. Yeah. It's the ship. Yeah, it's the ship. You know, so you can, yeah. you can plot the well. character. Yeah, treat her well. And, and you know, I, there's always been this talk about how we, you know, didn't have enough time to tell our story, which I believe is true. And that in some way, our four years was, I don't know, a knock on our show. But think about the climate today. Yeah. And if you got four years of what are we, uh, we get 26, we, 24, 22, 22, something like that. So yeah. let's say that's we average huge, 20, that's a huge hit show. 23 episodes yeah. a season. That's a big show. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's, yeah. that, that's, that is a, a success as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, sure. Did we want to go seven? Did we think we were going seven? Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't happen. And but I, I do believe that our show stands on its own merit. And um, I was watching some last night uh, just to get ready to talk to you about it. About it. I mean, I've, as you know, I've watched the entire thing since we started doing this show. For the first time? Uh, for the first time. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, yeah. yeah. I mean, I had not, there were episodes I'd never seen. Right. I mean, you know, scenes I was in that I had no remembrance of ever shooting. <laughs> I mean, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, wow, was I really standing there at that board doing that, <laughs> saying those? I, 
I agreed to say those words. <laughs> right. that way. I'm sure I got paid oh, that that's amazing. Um, uh, yeah, anyway. But, um, What's fun for me to watch uh, you guys is your... You know all of these uh, people that we have in as guests, and you uh, have heard their stories, and you know them as people, and you're learning something more. You're learning what the rest of the world knows about them through getting to learn their performances now. Mm -hmm. As we have them on as guests, you're familiarizing yourself with their work, which is really fascinating for me to watch because your eyes light up and... You're getting better at Star Trek trivia. Like, right. Well, you're better at pushing a button. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Boom. What's the answer? Anybody want to It's like, you know, for me, it's fun because I get to, I feel like I'm learning. I'm getting to know the people behind the performances. For you, you're getting to know the performances behind the behind people, people. Because, yeah, that is it. We've yeah. been doing it for, for 20 years, like yeah. seeing each other at conventions. And actors are very good at that, at uh, short-cutting, short-handing intimacy and friendship yeah and, uh, we, we, we are that's part of the trade it's part of the job uh and uh but uh but i bet you any money you know uh yeah a lot of uh, 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 I, i'm sure there's a lot of actors at the conventions that have never seen our show i don't you know it's not like i care <laughs> <laughs> oh no i'm certain of it i'm certain of yeah. it yeah. uh mm-hmm. i mean i had not seen i'd really not seen armand's performances cork uh particularly i might have caught a couple of snippets but now i know it intimately yeah and um well that, that's a common theme amongst fans as well when they when they watch shows like ours like the shuttle pod show or when they go to conventions and they realize that maybe their favorite uh, character, the actor who plays their favorite character, doesn't know everything about Star Trek. And it's like, uh, I try to, um, I, I guess I, as a fan myself, I understand that knee-jerk reaction. Uh, but someone working in the, in the industry, I, I understand it. Uh, one of the things that I'm very, very proud of about working with you guys and you know all of you uh, is watching... Um, beloved Star Trek characters change that mm. for the fans. Mm. The fans, uh, I think, deserve uh, to love to love uh, characters who are actually who grow the same love for the franchise that they have. And which is what you guys are doing, and it makes me so. Oh well, thank you. I think we're we're <laughs> yeah. we're doing a good job. I think that there's also something that I know you and I do. Uh, over the course of time doing conventions, you know that there's, I don't know, 15, 20 questions that you're guaranteed to be asked that you already know the answer to. It's almost mm-hmm. like a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we get the opportunity. I mean, I th- I, there's there's not a person we've had on that I haven't walked away from not knowing something new about them yeah, and no. something about them that, that makes them tick. And that, Yes. And, and That's I, been I, a magic I love thought that. of doing this yeah. show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, John Billingsley, in, in our very first episode of the show, when we, when we lined him up to answer, to start asking questions, he, out of the gate, he was like, uh, three hours, twice, and no. Yeah. <laughs> because he already knew the All first right. three questions that right, right, he right. always get asked at yeah. every convention. Exactly. And turning that expectation on its head where they come in and the conversation that you and you and you have with them is is about them and how they, their career and their lives. Uh, it's really, it, yeah, it's fun. I love this. Yeah. Uh, you, it's like, and you guys are doing a really great how'd job. How'd you get here? How'd yeah. you get to the seat you're sitting yes, in today? Right. 
And I really, I really like that. And uh, I do too. Yeah. And and, uh, and and it's uh, like I, 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 there's nothing more fun sitting around the pub with a bunch of actors, right? Frankly, yeah, you know, there's always one sour apple. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> I just don't, you know, don't want to eat with them. <laughs> oh, we know who that sour yeah, apple is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll leave it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for um, bringing Trip Alive, and then thank you also for bringing yourself alive. In the uh, it's a pleasure, pleasure. Thank yeah, you. Uh, yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Well done. Um, I was uh, watching a really nice scene with you and Jolene last night uh, when you find out you've got the child. Oh, oh Elizabeth. And, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's some beautiful stuff, man. I'll tell you, w- w- the scene where he has to go and tell to Paul that, you know, the baby died. Mm-hmm. Um, my son was less than three months in utero. Uh, and you know, you're not supposed to say anything for three months, you know, before it sticks about that you're having a baby. Mm. And so I hadn't told anyone and I walk in and tell her that news. And clearly it didn't take me much to, to get involved in that scene. Mm. But after they said cut, this is, sort of unique for me is I couldn't get a hold of myself. And so I wandered off to a corner of the sound stage and, and Jolene just walked up and you were crying. You were, upset. I was crying. Yeah, yeah. I was still crying. And she walked up and she asked me, you know, what's, what's, what's wrong. And I said, you know, I'm not supposed to say anything, but we're pregnant. And. Hmm. Still hits, yeah. Isn't it? yeah no. And she just hugged me. Yeah, Aww. those are the beautiful moments when you get to do this craft, when real life merges with you know uh, fictional life mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and it but it brings it all alive, it makes it real. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, you know, it comes back. I mean, use your truth. It's all you got. Yeah, that's all you got. It and is. Before I actually start crying, let's do something like trivia. Let's do some Star Trek trivia. <laughs> let's do some fan questions. Fan, fan questions. questions. So we're doing this kind Yes, no, three. <laughs> yes, no, three. Twelve. Okay. Question number one. Question number one. Mm-hmm. Nancy Congdon from Patreon asks, I know you like Mexican food. What is your favorite Mexican dish? Oh, that's difficult. <laughs> I... I I would say chicken enchiladas with a verde sauce. Ooh. That's green. Green. Okay. Yeah. Great. Next question is from Haunted John from Patreon asks, Connor, if you could act in anything, what would it be and why? Uh, um, <laughs> it would be a play. And it would be... Probably Hamlet or Richard the Third or the Scottish play. Right. In the roles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You'd actually make a good uh, Scottish king, I think. I think I've I think I've grown into it. I think you so. Yeah. You, you I could do it right now. Yeah. All uh, right. Uh, Jane from Patreon asks, Hi Connor, what has been your favorite live performance? Would you like to f- perform on stage again. Really enjoyed the odd couple, by the way. 
Oh, thank oh, you. I'll the Odd Couple was great fun. Wasn't you know what? Fun? I've got to consider doing that, actually, as a full-blown we production. Should. Yeah, you oh, absolutely. Yeah. We should. How um, much fun. My favorite thing, and I don't get to do it very much anymore, is is to act on stage. That, that's where I think I'm at my best. And my favorite role and production, well, two favorite productions, but my favorite role was Septimus in Arcadia by Tom Stopper. All right. Yeah, that was that was something else. When I to get that part, again, they didn't really want me. That was at the hunt the Huntington, Huntington yeah, in yeah, Boston. Yeah. Right, yeah. They didn't really want me and they were going to come back and and read me again. And I didn't know what they wanted to read me have me read. So I learned the whole play. I mean, I just locked myself in. I wanted this so badly that I learned the whole play. Not like off book, but I knew knew I made choices. I I, I could, yeah, I was taking it off the page, as it were. Whichever part you get. Anything you ask. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. How about another scene? Yep. Yeah. Um, And then my other favorite was, it was actually the show I did. um, There's three. Um, I also loved playing Robert Cecil in Equivocation. I like that. Um, uh, that Terry was, Groner, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That was the last play I did. Right. That's been, you know, a number of years ago. And then the show I did just prior to getting Enterprise, which was Brecht's Edward II. And I played Edward in that. And that was really satisfying. Jonathan Hogan from Facebook asks, what is one life lesson from the stories of Enterprise that you are really grateful for? I think the ethos that I take from it is, is being your best self in the face of adversity and that your goal in that is, is to move forward, is to do better, is to be better. And that we're all fallible in that journey, but that doesn't change your intent. Love that. Good answer. And don't spend all the money. And don't spend all the money. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, jeez. <laughs> damn it. Jim. Uh, um, made me sad. <laughs> this question is from Mike Torkelson from Facebook. What is the strangest skill that you've had to learn for a part slash audition? Well, I think this is being a magician on the was, was one. But I, I mean, I would say, you know, the little yeah. bits of. We had to kind of go to shaking school for the for the ship. Yeah, that was did, the yeah. that was random. That shaking. was shaking. We did. We all had to go to shaking school. We yeah. did some good shaking last night. I was watching. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> that, yeah. That was that's probably the the we, strangest. We'd all be shaking in different different you know um, directions. Frankly, it wouldn't have made a scrap of difference. But I don't think so either. No. The hardest thing I ever it had to Rick do. It made Rick happy. It did. The hardest <laughs> thing I ever had to do was to learn ancient Egyptian. Oh, for, oh, for Atlantis. No, no, for um the Stargate Origins. I'm sorry, Stargate uh, is what thing I was trying that to say. I did, yeah. and um, God, I hated that. I thought I could just do get by with like gobbledygook. gobbledygook. All right. But the guy who was the Egyptian linguist that they brought down from Santa Barbara was like, Uh-oh. oh, no, no, you have to, you have to say it correctly. Uh-uh. <sighs> oh, wow. <laughs> Sounds tough. Um, the other thing is just lines. Any lines. Just lines. 
That's fine. I'm familiar with this, by the way. <laughs> I quite like learning lines. I, I don't mind it. I do too, but I don't really skill. care uh, about getting them right. <laughs> 20, honestly, if we'd done seven years, I'd probably have killed him. <laughs> he wouldn't have survived seven years one way or the other. <laughs> Karen Kendrick from Patreon asks, can you fix things? <laughs> yes, Karen, I can. Yeah. Oh. You're handy. Are you a handyman? What I'm, what I really like doing oh, in the last several you? years is is uh, cooking. Yeah, you cook. Oh, cool. No, you, you know. yeah, I enjoy it. Do, uh, what do you? What do you? What's your favorite thing to cook? Oh, um, anything that tastes good. Uh, <laughs> uh, my favorite thing to cook. I, I I don't really have one. I what I do is I I take like food and wine or, or Bon Appetit. I get both those magazines, which is odd because they're basically the same magazine. <laughs> And just pick just something follow out. The instructions. Mm, and yeah, you know, follow the recipe. Right. Read the recipe completely right. before you begin, right. and yeah. most likely yeah. you're going to have some level of success. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I just made um, mushroom risotto from scratch, which Ooh. sounds like not very difficult, but it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet it is. No, risotto is not an easy thing to, to no. make. No, I mean, also the you uh, that rice dead easy. Oh God, make it in a mush. <laughs> yeah, you know. I also like making the French omelet, the real proper, right? You know, the figure eight, yeah. silent. Right. It's not easy, but um, that's fun. All right. Um, at Weather Katie on Twitter asks, "What is one piece of literature you wish everyone would read?" Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a really good answer. <laughs> By the Brit. <laughs> I keep mine in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I think that people it it would be helpful to have read some of the the great Greeks, you know, Socrates, Plato, um, you know, the essence of what we understand is of a democracy and, and government. Um but it's coming off the heels of your great answer of mm. the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jennifer Preuss from Facebook asks, How is a new chair? Oh, how do you like it? These Mark? chairs are from her. Yes. Oh, oh are they? Thank I, yeah, you. I was trying to figure that out today. Oh. Um, yeah, because the her name the name wasn't included in the in the boxing, oh. uh, and there was some communication on social media about an issue with getting them delivered. So I was trying to reverse engineer who. Thank you, Jennifer. Yes. Thank you. Thank I you. love. That. I think I, there is a third one. Is that there's there a is. third one from Nancy Congdon, which is currently. Oh. I uh, I'm getting a I am getting a new chair. P- people, the reason I'm sitting on the uh, the little boy's chair is because I broke three ribs oh. and uh, I still need some sort of real support. But I'm I'm nearly I'm nearly I sat in that one earlier. And I could sit in that one next week. So yeah, and we will. Thanks <laughs> yeah. to uh, Jennifer yeah. and to Nancy. Thank you, guys. Uh, we have three new chairs for them to sit. In. Love the them, love great. them, love them. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Bird of Prey Five on Twitter wants you to explain how warp drive works. Uh, and Brian Young on Twitter says, "No, no, no, no. Ask them how toilets work, <laughs> because kids love poop questions." <laughs> so A poop questions, sir. <laughs> Request for a poop question. Yeah. Um, How many times do you warp a day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depends what kind of time I have. That's funny. All right. Um, yeah. That was All right. <laughs> Thanks for the questions, guys. This week we are doing Connor Trenier trivia, and it's Dominic versus producer Mark. <laughs> ah, ah, it's very exciting. Oh, 
I gotta wear my trivia hat. Oh yeah, trivia hat. Trivia hat. This, this is from, from Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> are, the, are you allowed to wear a Michigan? This hat? is the University of Michigan hat. One from uh, uh, this one's from Nancy Congdon. Oh, thanks, Nancy. Okay, great. Question Good number luck. one: mm-hmm. Who was Connor's first stuffed animal? A. Rufus the dog. B. Ernie the tiger. C. Bert the frog. Or D. Bubbles the chimp. Oh, I got Dominic. <laughs> did we think, talk about that <laughs> we didn't, it didn't come up it has come up at, 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 at one point talking I want to go Ernie <laughs> well it wasn't Bubbles the Chimp because I think that was, That's, uh, Michael, that was Michael and Jackson's yeah, yeah. Chimp uh, what were the other what were the other options A. Rufus the Dog C. Bert the Frog oh, well. I'm going to go with oh well he already lost all right, all right, go on. So Let's I'm going to go with uh, Rufus, Rufus the dog. Rufus the dog. Ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. Yeah. ding. Oh, there we go. I still have it. <laughs> really? Do you? Was Ernie That's the why you get along with Porthos. Ernie so the Tiger right? was right. the B. <clears throat> when, did somebody Rufus, Rufus, when did Rufus the dog come I was up? a big uh, stuffed <laughs> animal fan as a kid, and I don't remember exactly when I got uh, Rufus. Um, I hope I remember his name correctly. I think it was Rufus. <laughs> but I still have him. Question number two. I'm keeping track here. Um, who was Connor's first hero? A. <laughs> Reggie Jackson. B. Evil Knievel. C. Zephram Cochran. Or D. Batman. Uh, what does that mean? Mark. R- uh, Reggie Jackson. Oh. Oh, damn it. I know who it was. Wow. Your turn. Well, yeah, I guess. You well, I see the evil. What was the last one? Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a bit young for evil. I'm going to go with Batman. Oh, Shut up, it's oh, evil. Oh, evil Knievel. Oh, I, I watched him on Wide World of Sports, no, jumped shit. the buses, and Caesar. You're a bit young for that. And in fact, you know, he had his ill-fated uh, rocket ship over the Snake River, and we were you're too we, old for you. Too young. Oh, I'm oh. actually, I'm actually too young for Batman. You're too young for Batman. Yeah. Yeah. God bless. All right. Evil. You guys are doing great. Question yeah. number three. Who was Connor's first celebrity crush? A, Lindsay Wagner. B, Linda Carter. C, Princess Diana. Or D, Elizabeth Montgomery. Princess Diana. Ding, ding. Nice yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in love with her. Really? Oh. Aww. Where but, were you when, you know, this is a horrible question. I apologize to everyone. But where were you when she died? I don't remember, but I remember exactly where I was when she got married. Oh, heavens. Yeah. You know we're wow. born on the same day. Are you? Yeah. Oh. July 1st, 61. Oh. I was so in love with she her. There really? was just something about her. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're born on exactly the same day. Uh, it is William Shatner's birthday today. Is oh, it? Oh. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Bill. Happy, happy birthday, birthday William Shatner. Hope to see you yeah. here soon. We hope to see you soon. <laughs> yeah. We're collecting the shekels as we speak. <laughs> this is true. Question number four. What is Connor's favorite band? A, the band. B, the Beatles. C, the Rolling Stones. D, Mott the Hoople. It's the band. It is the band. <laughs> nice. Oddly, they're not who I would select on a deserted island because they don't have enough material <laughs> they've only got the one Bummer. song well no they've got they've got several albums but it's it's just i mean 
the Beatles are so prolific that I'm uh, sorry, the band, you are my favorite band, but that the, the weight is my favorite song of all time. Oh, wow. Sing it. I pulled into Nazareth. No. <laughs> Question number five. What is Connor's favorite vacation destination? A, Tuscany, B, South of France, C, Spain, or D, Riza? South of France. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. Yep. All right. Riza sucked for me. <laughs> Riza sucked. And you. Oh, that was question number was fun. You had fun. We had a good time. We did. It was three to one. Yeah, yeah, you. Three to one. Yeah, you won. I won. won. And this week we're playing for our Patreon member, Karen Kendrick. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. <laughs> I think you won. I think Karen won. You get a car, Karen. Bless you, darling. <laughs> you An get honorary a car. car. Yeah. Um, should we do on a deserted island? Should we I do might as well. On, on I mean, deserted uh... island, but this week with distinction because it's with Dominic Keating. <laughs> so I was thinking there might be some variations. You know, you, you'd like to play. You get the, the complete works of Shakespeare in the Bible, but you also get to choose your author. Uh, you're going to get to choose your cuisine. Uh, you're going to get to choose your dessert and your composer. So, uh, given that you've got Shakespeare's works and the Bible, um, uh, which author would you like to take? That's always a hard one. These days, it would be Stephen King. It would, would it? Oh, yeah. interesting. Are you reading King? Uh, I have read King, but he came up and I thought, that's a really good answer. I've never read a Stephen King novel. Oh, no. I've there's so re- many of them. Oh, my. There's so, re- that's the thing. I, is there's yeah. so many of them. They're so entertaining. He's such a good writer. You'll never get through them all. Are they super scary? No. no not no. necessarily, depending on the book. I mean... Not necessarily all uh, of them are the, super the, good, either. This, yeah. The Stand isn't particularly scary. Right. Uh, it's very long. It's, it is long, so you've got a lot of time on your hands. Yeah. So. Right. Um, so choice. Stephen King. Right. What uh, what lovely pudding and dessert would you like to take? It's still ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. yeah. All ice cream. All ice cream. All of it. All of it. Yeah. Does that include gelato or uh, icy or whatever? Frozen the yogurt. Yeah. Now, even no, though the band ice, is your favorite band, American, you're not taking them to the island because their playbook isn't prolific enough. So, who are you taking as your um, or composer slash? The Beatles. Uh, it's the Beatles. Yeah. 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 The McCartney-Lennon duo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, your cuisine of choice from around the world. It would be Mexican. Is it still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. still Mexican. It was for a long time French, but Mexican cuisine is so varied. Yeah. Especially when you get there. Yeah. And, you know, um, American Mexican food is sort of limited. Even American Mexican food is so varied. Southern California Mexican food, Tex-Mex, New Mexican Mexican cuisine, Arizona Mexican cuisine. You know, what they do with seafood and what they do with, you know, meats and poultry and, uh, uh, yeah, Mexican food. Right. And if you had a luxury item... not the drugs. No, <laughs> not the no. weed. Not the weed. <laughs> Those aren't a luxury. Those are necessary. <laughs> you get all the rolling papers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in you, Con. <laughs> I would take a machete. You'd take a machete. Jeez. Right. Well, oh, naked and afraid. Uh, yeah. 
taught me to take a machete. A mach- a mach- Dakin Afraid taught me <laughs> so much. To, no, I'm serious. If, if you are stuck. My career didn't go that bad. <laughs> the most important thing, the most important thing is water. Yes. The second most important thing is fire. Mm-hmm. And then the third would be a, a, a good cutting instrument. And I think that, you know, for instance, I could fashion a bowl out of wood and boil my water that way. I could also fashion, you know, the, the, the bow and the stick to, to make fire. Mm-hmm. And I could, I could give myself uh, coverage. I could make a hut. I could, if I'm there going to be there my whole life, I could, I could twine together a hammock. All right, all right. Machete is a good answer. I've thought the machete, machete you helps you with water. Take a, a sharpening blade thing with it too. You know? So many rocks on this island. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's where all the cutting stones come from. Yeah. All right. Well, sounds like a lovely island. Uh, I wish you well there. <laughs> Be well. I'll be at home. <laughs> I'll, I'll come every three months with the yes. psychedelics. Perfect. That'll be your luxury. On the I'm boat sure. that I'm not allowed yeah, to get yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been an absolute joy having you in the seat, mate. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank yeah, you very that much. Was, that was nice. That was yeah. fun. You guys are uh, easy to chat with. I feel like I actually learned a couple of things about you. Yeah. Yeah. Evil Knievel. Evil Evil yeah. Knievel. Learn that. <laughs> I thought you were going to go full Batman. I'm glad that you didn't. Yeah. No. I was. I thought. I, I want to. In fact, apparently, when I was in uh, very young, probably in first or second grade, I, in show and tell, told the class that my father was in fact Evil Knievel, and I think the teacher called my mom and said, "Did Did you know that?" Um, <laughs> Connor's telling the class <laughs> that his father is evil Knievel. Oh, we do do some. Uh, uh, you know when that kid's going to be an actor. <laughs> they just lie, lie, lie. Oh my god! No, he's not. Yes, he is. <laughs> well, thank you. This is this has been a great deal of fun. Thank you. Good. Thank you. You weren't a bad fella. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Please like, subscribe, and join us on Patreon.